Hello, Empower Nation. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. Today's podcast is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com, freemoneytipsbook.com. Make sure you head over to that website, download your free ebook, Seven Unshakable Money Tips. Today's episode, I am interviewing Pepper Bethel. She is a Navy veteran and entrepreneurial trailblazer. We're going to talk about taxes, financial planning, and how to land a government contract. Today, I'm welcoming you to the show, Pepper. How are you? I am doing so great. So nice to meet you and be with you here today, Angela. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us your time today. So I would love to hear more about your journey and your story and how you kind of got to what you're doing today. Ah, thank you so much. So uh, my name is Pepper Bethel. That is my real name. And uh, I'm from Southern California. I started this journey um, by signing up when I was only 18 years old to the to the U.S. Navy. So that's kind of where the journey begins. I did uh, eight years, mostly outside of the country um, in the Navy. So I'm super proud of uh, my experience there. Um, and then that parlayed me to working in the civilian world. And my first job out of the military was working for as an assistant in a financial planning firm. So that's really how the ball got going, you know, working with a bunch of people who spoke about financial literacy and education all day long. So that was a really great kind of, you know, uh, on the ground uh, experience and uh, knowledge base for me. And then I was lucky enough to 23, three years later, I am now here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Obviously this is empower her money podcast. I love talking about money and budgeting and tax planning. So let's dive right into, um, so when you are working with clients, what are some things that you like to prepare them? I think maybe some misconceptions when we talk about, you know, taxes and financial planning, what kind of advice could you give to our audience? Well, thanks. I really appreciate that question. Um, what I like to start with from, I always say I come from a place of education. So I like to first educate uh, my clients or anyone that I'm speaking with, with regard to, you know, a seminar, conference. I like to first educate them with regard to not only the industry, but also their options. Sometimes if we're just talking about retirement planning or financial planning, people think they only have one option, 401k. And that's mm -hmm. not necessarily true, right? Depending on if you work for someone and you're a traditional W-2 or if you're self-employed or if you're a business owner, a startup, an entrepreneur, there are so many options out there. And that's kind of where I like to start. I like to start with letting people know, okay, this is where you are. This is what this means. You're a business owner. Let's talk about taxes. Let's talk about how that business entity was set up because that directly affects your taxes, right? So again, I always say, I like to start from a place of education. And then from educating them, then we can go on to see what are our goals? What do you want to happen? What's the three months, the six months, the 12 months? What does that look like? Yeah. So you touched on a little bit about setting up entities for our newer business owners. Can you give us just like a high level overview of some of the options and what that means as far as like their tax planning, if they are starting a new company? Oh, absolutely. I think probably that's really kind of most of the missteps that I see with regard to, to startups and young entrepreneurs and small business owners is that they're so excited. They have that fire in their belly and they're super excited to move forward. Hey, I've been doing this for someone else for 10 years. I can do this myself. 
which is yeah. super excited. And I love to definitely lean into that. However, it's really important to make sure that from the beginning that your business entity is set up the right way. There's so many different names out there, S-Corp, C-Corp, Partnership, LLC, that I, I know that it's super confusing for people out there. So what I would encourage people to do is do your homework, you know, definitely take advantage of any of those free consultations from anyone, whether it's, you know, business development manager like I am, an accountant, an attorney, you know, again, keep in mind those consultations are free, you know, do your homework, do your due diligence, because, you know, what happens is that if you do set it up incorrectly or too soon, then, you know, once you, you will have to go to someone and then pay them to kind of fix it and get it right. So again, I would just say, please make sure that you set up your businesses right. Again, one of the, the missteps I see is corporations versus LLCs. So what happens is, is that if a business entity that you're going into requires you to do labor, to do actual work, then you need to set up a corporation, right? So you need to set up a corporation if whatever business entity industry involves labor. Now, if you have something else and say maybe you have some rental properties, right, or a portfolio, that's for an LLC is most appropriate. So LLCs are for passive income. So again, that's probably the, the biggest misstep that I see is that people use the word LLC, they just throw it around meaning business entity. But again, an LLC is not always appropriate. Yeah, definitely. And what is your advice um, around like bank accounts and credit cards? You know, how does a business owner approach that appropriately so that you as like the CPA accountant can make sure that everything is done correctly? Well, we certainly have to make sure that we separate things from the very beginning. A lot of times what some of the these novice uh, business owners do is they're not aware that things do need to be separated. So they may have this business entity, hey, I have my cleaning business, but I'm also running that cleaning business. I'm running it through my personal bank account and we can't have that. So things have to be separated um, from, the, from day one. And again, and that's for a lot of reasons, but most importantly, you wanna make sure you're keeping the most you know, efficient books. And at the end of the year, when you give those that information or those financials to your accountant or to whomever who helps you, you wanna make sure that that information is correct, the financials are correct, so they can then do your taxes correct. But again, we're always looking forward to make sure that we separate, you know, personal is over here and then business is over here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you for your service. Um, you touched on you are a veteran as well. So can you talk a little bit about um, government and contracting when it comes to business since you seem to have some experience in that area as well? Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for bringing that up because especially here, I'm in the DC metro area mm -hmm. and to have that additional revenue stream with regard to the, the, um, the federal government is huge. It really is. And so what I'd like to say is that again, it's a very complicated industry to get in. So again, I would say, go talk to someone because the bad part is, is that oftentimes what happens is that again, people are super excited. They know that there's an opportunity there to work with the federal government or with these state agencies and they wanna go full bore. And there's a lot of things that people do and they don't necessarily ready for it. There's so many different certifications that you can get. You can get small business, woman owned, veteran owned, you know, these disenfranchised businesses, hub zone, 8A. And that's a lot to be confusing early on. So again, what I like to counsel when I'm working with small business owners is to say, we need to come up with a plan. I like to be very methodical and strategize our steps. You can't just wake up on a Tuesday morning and be like, I think I'm going to sell to the government. 
No, that's not how it works. You have to do your homework. You have to do your research and you have to know at what point in time is it most successful for me to get 8A? At what point in time is it most successful for me to become a hub zone or any of these other really great programs that we have? So again, I have to say that you really have to take the time, be patient. I know there's a lot of opportunity out there and you guys get so excited. I love that. But be patient, do your homework, make sure that you talk to someone. There's so many different uh, programs and agencies that help veterans, women, um, as well as small business owners. That's awesome. Yeah. And you talked a lot about like designations. So picking a lane and then figuring out which designations are going to help you best for that lane. So that's, that's a great piece of advice because there's so many designations available, especially for women and minorities. And, um, you know, you've got to spend the time and money to do those, but it may not be the best use of your time. So seeking a professional, making sure that you understand what your business is, where's your target market, and then what's going to benefit you and hopefully create profit for your business as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And some of these uh, agencies and support programs, they really want to make sure that these uh, novice business owners are serious. So oftentimes some of these programs will say, hey, you can't join until you're two years in existence. So mm. keep in mind is that, you know, put your patient hat on and just know you'll get there, but steady and slow wins the race. Yeah. And so when it comes to government contracting, um, is there like a platform or, you know, talk about, cause I've not had, I've never not been in that industry at all. So can you expand a little bit? Like, what are they looking for? How do they find the person that they're going to be hiring and kind of what that platform or that process looks like? Absolutely. And like I said, uh, I preface it by saying that it is a very complicated industry to enter into because you have things that are on the federal level and you have things on the state level, but you also have things that are on the local county level. So mm -hmm. again, like I said, you really need to put a very methodical plan together when you're putting your business plan together as far as what you want to do. And you have to first start with, again, some research and some due diligence. If you have a transportation business, then you need to make sure that you are doing the research for all these federal agencies to see who is buying the service or product that you're selling, right? Mm -hmm. Because not if you go after the, the post office, they, not, they may not be you know, buying what you're selling, whatever that product or that service is. But if you go to say Homeland Security, perhaps they are. So again, there's a lot of really great resources and programs and managers and, and ombudsmans that are there to help you, but you have to know, you have to meet them halfway. You have to know exactly who I'm going after because you have to sell yourself. You know, it's a different thing. Public and private are very different. So mm -hmm. the way that you sell yourself in the public industry is very different because first they expect you to be halfway there. They expect you to know your stuff. They expect you to know what they need and they expect you to know in what fashion or process or model they need that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and if you want them to, to consider you, um, they want to know that you're professional and ready for, you know, the service that they're looking for. So that's some really good advice there. So if I'm selling, for example, my book and I'm going to go to the post office, it might not be the right avenue for me, you know, so figuring out what that service is and the right fit for which agency might be looking for that service too. So that's good, good information to know. Yeah. And hiring a professional to, to navigate through all of that, because, you know, you sounds like you've been there and done that. So it's something that you can help um, as well. So um, what other, what other advice or tips could you provide to the audience, perhaps either on the government contracting side or the financial planning side 
that um, would just help them further their business, whether they're new, mid, you know, been in the business 20 years, um, what kind of advice do you give to? I think what I'm seeing a lot of is that people are kind of pouring all of their resources, whether it be their personal energies or their funds into these businesses. And what I'd like to to advise them is that, again, we really need to come up with a better plan because oftentimes there is a way for you to also set money aside for savings, set money aside for cash, set money aside for retirement, right? Set money aside for if we need to buy anything. I think that's important, but I think what some of these novice small business owners do when they're coming in is that they're just like, I'm so focused on my business. I'm focused on the business. All of my resources are going toward that. And I said, that's commendable. I certainly appreciate that. But we still have to keep in mind too, is that after this year, there's another year. And after that year, there's another year. And we have to think about that. This is, you're not in a traditional sense, a traditional employee, right? Mm -hmm. So all of the savings that you have with regard to the future, financial planning, retirement planning, disability, pensions, insurance is all on you. So you have to make sure as we're going through these steps that we allocate certain funds to all of these areas. Yeah. Budgeting accordingly, making sure you are an employee of your company. So you should get paid right? Um, and it should be a budget and a line item so that it's not something that's more of an afterthought. I'll pay myself after everything is paid. Well, you may never pay yourself if that's the case. That is so true. I hear that all the time, all the time. Someone, I just counseled someone. He's been um, in business for 22 years. He has never set up any sort of retirement plan. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He's been working so hard. And then now he comes 22 years in, nearly 60 years old. And now we're trying to, you know, put something together. And it's tough. It really is a challenge. So again, I like people to know, again, come from a place of education to know that that has to be an important part of your journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like your employees wouldn't work for free. So why do you expect yourself to work for free? <laughs> Absolutely. Good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I have a fun question for you. Um, <laughs> If you could have a superpower or a super talent, what would it be and why? Ooh, I like it. We're in the Marvel DC universe. It's so yes. fun. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, I think what I'd like to do, and this sounds very, you know, probably um, bleeding heart, but there is so much um, suffering that we have in this world. There's so much suffering on many different levels for many different people. Um, suffering with young people who feel they're not understood, you know, struggled with, you know, older people who feel like they have no options or recourse, you know, struggled for, you know, uh, prior service members and veterans. So I think my superpower would be just to end that suffering. I mean, it, it really is debilitating. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I have, I have lots of family in my military, including my, or lots of yeah, family that were in military, including my brother. And he says the same thing. He, you know, if he could just help people, um, like the suicide rates for veterans is just astronomical. And us as a country should be doing something to, to help that. We ask for you to join the service, then we should be helping you, you know, when you need it too. So I love that. So thank you very much for that. All right. So Pepper, if our audience wants to get in touch with you, hire you for your, for your amazing expertise and services, how do they reach you? Well, again, my name is Pepper Bethel, and I am with the TPI Group. We are out of Tysons, Virginia. Our website is www.tpigroupinc.com. We also have a YouTube channel, which is at business underscore edge. And you can reach me by phone at 
288-1998. And just keep in mind that any consultation that you have with us is absolutely free. Awesome. Thank you for um, adding that and providing that to the audience as well. I really appreciate your expertise and you being on the show today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too, Angela. Thank you. Yep. Wraps up another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. All the information you heard today, you have to take action and make sure you reach out to Pepper and she can be your professional to help you navigate through these very complicated topics. Always make sure you're hiring a professional and taking action in your business. So thanks again, Pepper. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. Make sure you leave me a five-star review, share this podcast, subscribe, and share the message.